Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hillhouse from Big Love Club. And welcome back. Um, we're, we took a week off uh, because we just had scheduling problems, but uh, we are back at it. And the good news is, because we took a week off, we now have a normal-sized episode of news. <laughs> because last week, I think when I had made note preparation, I only had like one story. So I'm a little bit happier with the amount of news that we have for this episode. Uh, that being said, uh, we always start our shows out with uh, talking about the games that we've played recently. And for me, it's been mostly me finishing up the Call of Duty Battle Pass. Um, I barely finished it. I think I had like 30 levels to go going into the weekend, and I ended up finishing it on Sunday night. So it, I, I hate doing that with Battle Passes because it just it takes all the fun out of it, and it makes it a chore. So I really, yeah, yeah. I really am going to try to like next battle pass if i give a shit about anything over like level 70 i'm gonna actually put effort in at the beginning of the season (laughs) rather than doing all the work at the end um i forget what i wanted from this battle pass i think it had oh it had a uh it had a track that you can put in your vehicles that had toto's uh africa and i had to have that so oh nice that was the thing i was going for (laughs) 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 i had to be listening to africa while i was driving through zombies in cold war so that was that was a must um that being said i also played some overwatch uh not too much though just the minimum amount to get the uh skins i'm hopefully going to play more this week to actually start to get like loot boxes because i did notice that there's still a lot of crap that i haven't pulled yet because i haven't played that much <laughs> so i do need to actually kick it into full gear on overwatch this week um I did play the, as of recording this, I played the first half of the Warzone event where supposedly the whole map is getting destroyed or something. I played part one. and um, Call of Duty? It's Verdansk. Yeah. 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 Verdansk is The whole thing's supposedly getting nuked. I played the first part. I think the second part goes live at 11 p.m. tonight. I'm thinking that. So I'm probably going to check that out too. Man, it was so... Nerve-wracking to even get into the servers, though. They've yeah, got to get that exactly. fixed. I don't understand. Yeah, they've been having some serious issues with that. It's at the beginning of every season. I don't understand that. So if they're doing server maintenance, why don't they do it, like, the day before? Maybe, like... <laughs> I don't know. It just seems awkward that they're doing server maintenance. I think the last couple of seasons, all on the first day, and I understand there's an influx of a lot of players, but, I mean, you've got to know that's coming, you know? Um, I just think that's really disappointing to actual fans of the game that maybe don't have much time to invest and being put in a queue that says you should be loaded into a game within 20 minutes. Like maybe they don't have 20 minutes on a Wednesday afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that being said, um, it's not that terrible. I enjoyed the first, uh, thing. It was just. It's short, but maybe because it's a two-parter, maybe the second part will be more fleshed out. I will talk next week, I guess, about my opinion of that. Um, And let me see if there was anything else that I played. I've been barely touching on things like Fortnite. I barely play it right now. There's really nothing else. There's nothing else that I've played, which is really sad. (laughs) Um, But it's been been a hardcore couple of weeks for me, so... um, I do want to play the MLB 2021, the show. I do want to play that now that it is available in Game Pass. Um, I should have played it before the show, but I haven't had time. But I definitely want to download it and at least try it out before next show. Um, I'm really excited about booting that up. So that being said, did you play anything this week? Uh, No, just uh, the normal stuff. I've been playing um, a little more Call of Duty and uh, overwatch yeah. of course played a shit ton of that and uh playing uh still playing um outriders uh that's a great game but i'm looking at uh downloading and playing hunt showdown uh there's a lot of people that have been playing that and it looks like an extremely great game mm-hmm. so yeah i want to check that out so i may be doing a review on that next week okay sweet 
Um, that being said, let's just jump right into the news because we actually have a decent amount for this episode. Okay, so uh, the first thing in news that I have this week is actually a piece of news I had for last week. It's a little bit older. It was that with the Mario 35 Battle Royale <laughs> leaving after the 35th celebration ended, um, there was a classic game, Battle Royale, I guess, void that needed to be filled because immediately Pac-Man 99 was announced. And you may have already heard this. But it is 100% basically Tetris 99, where with Tetris, you were going off against 98 other players um, and they were all playing Tetris. And by activating things, they can like target you and knock you out. And last one standing wins that type of feel. Pac-Man's going to be the same way. It's going to be you versus 98 other players. And what is really cool is the thing is I'm, I know there's a lot of people that are really into Tetris, but I actually grew up grew up playing a lot more Pac-Man than I did Tetris. So for me, the idea of targeting people as Pac-Man and like creating the ghosts and stuff is actually really cool. And I think that I will probably be able to pick up Pac-Man 99 a lot easier than Tetris 99. <laughs> um, so this game has not come out yet, but it was just announced and it's going to be included with Nintendo's online services, which nice. is exactly like Tetris 99. So um, a lot of parallels between it and Tetris 99, even down to the availability of it. So um, look forward to that. I'm sure a lot of people would be talking about it when it comes out. It's just a really cool. It's really cool that they could do a twist like this to classic yeah, yeah. IPs. Because they don't have to do much work to it. Basically, you could probably give this to a very small team of people to work on. Be like, oh, hey, probably, this is, yeah. Yeah, you just say, this is what Pac-Man is. And these are the things that you can't destroy because it will not resemble the game. And just make it have some sort of combat. <laughs> make it have some sort of ability to actually interact with the other people that are constantly playing, too. And... um and this, I, I assume it's going to be like a carbon copy of Tetris 99 because even if you look up the teaser of it, it looks like the exact same setup. So um, that it, it's crazy. It's like the same thing, but Pac-Man. But anyway, um, on to more quick news. Um, now, this one is interesting. Um, Amazon and Tencent canceled the Lord of the Rings MMO Yep. Because they could not come to an agreement on like money. And at the end of the day, it was yeah. all about the money. And this is something that you covered, I believe, two years ago. It was had to be in our first 20 episodes. And um, I remember us talking about it and we were pretty excited about it. And we thought it was like a no brainer to have an MMO set in the Lord of the Rings universe. And I'm sure that's what Amazon thought. <laughs> But I'm wondering if the reason it was canceled was because Tencent no longer had any faith in Amazon producing a quality game because of the current track record that they have of releasing one game and canning it. And ultimately, they're saving grace, which is what is it called? New World or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'll be playing that on July 20th uh, before release. Right. And that's that's their they're putting all their chips into that game to basically it's a brilliant game. It really is. I think it's well worth all their chips, to be honest. Right. But it what I'm saying is if it flops, I think Amazon is going to close their gaming studios. I think. Oh, probably. It yeah. has to be the re, it has to be all that they're. Um, holding on to right now, Um, and I think that has to do with why they would have canceled the Lord of the Rings MMO. And the thing is, yeah. we, we're not really sure if it's canceled. 
Um, it is just currently canceled in the sense that it is not being worked on. But the thing is, if New World is successful, they may actually, you know, open the Lord of the Rings game again. But that being said, that means even more years down the line that we won't have it. So um, don't look forward to that anymore. (laughs) But it's sad news, but I'd only really wanted to talk about it because it was something that we talked about very early on. And I think that's kind of nostalgic for the show. But um, it it is interesting. I would love... I would love to go listen back to our first like 15 episodes and see how many games we talk about that are rumored that I know off the top of my head, like immediately that they were canned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or to listen to episodes of how much excitement there was for Cyberpunk before it actually came out. I remember I was defending how long it was taking to be released for such a long time. And then they cave, yeah. Yeah, and then they caved. And then, like, I had to, like, not defend it, but be like, yo, like, this is what everybody wanted, but whatever, you know. So, yeah, it, it is it is crazy to look back on opinions of things like this, because I remember we were excited about this, but ultimately, apparently, nothing was actually developed. It was just one of those things that was canned early on because of um, conflict of interest of money, you know? Yeah, yeah, basically, uh, it all boils down to that. You know, right. Most the of the time, the that's what it is. Uh, the next thing in news that I have is um, we're talking, we're going to talk a lot about Sony, but the first thing with somewhat related to Sony is that uh, if you have a PlayStation, not PlayStation now, PS Plus, you got some free games this last month and you would have got Days Gone, which is actually a pretty highly talked about game when it came out. I remember a lot of people were praising it. Um, it, despite not being a perfect scoring game with a lot of critics, it was on the top of the sales charts for a long time. Days Gone yeah. is not an IP that competes with God of War and Last of Us and even, um, well, a lot of Sony properties. It doesn't compete with those IPs, but it was like probably the number one selling original IP by PlayStation that of the last like few years that doesn't really have a like branding to it. So like what I'm saying is that PlayStation really didn't push it before it came out. It had very confused promotioning, <laughs> promotioning promotions. And it, uh, at the end of the day, they didn't really like try to promote any type of like tie in, game stuff or like crossover stuff. There wasn't much accepting of the Days Gone franchise with PlayStation. And what is interesting is it feels like they already had no faith in the game before it came out because those type of moves were already not in place when it launched. Also launched in a very strange time of the year. I think it launched in the spring And uh, that's always a time that you throw in games that you just want to make money when there's nothing else out. (laughs) And um, that being said, the fact that it actually had like a decent following to the game, uh, we've recently found out that Days Gone 2 was pitched but was denied by Sony, which is not like crazy. That happens all the time, I'm sure. But... What is funny is all of the controversy on Twitter about the creator of Days Gone saying things about if you want <laughs> the funniest quote is he said, if you want a sequel to a game, buy it when it's sixty dollars, basically. <laughs> don't don't wait till it's free with PlayStation Plus and then beg for a sequel is basically what he said. Yeah. And it's really funny because Whenever anything, the thing is PlayStation is putting such high caliber games into their free games every month that there's suddenly this resurgence of people talking about these games every single month. Um, Because before this, it was Final Fantasy VII Remaster, which you hadn't heard about in about five months, you know, or six months. And then suddenly everybody was talking about it again. In the same sense, it's whatever the free game is. I remember nobody was talking about Control for a while. Um, the like one of the few times people talked about control was when it was nominated for the gaming awards and then it being free in PlayStation plus suddenly everyone was like, Oh my gosh, control is such a good game. (laughs) And it's so funny because with the reach that PlayStation has 
to people. And the fact that you have to have a subscription to be able to play online basically forces these free games onto people. And they're very high quality games. And when people play these games, they're suddenly like, oh my gosh, why didn't I pay $60 for this game? And I don't know. I feel like it may be not not Game Pass, not Xbox's angle. Uh, their angle's fine. But for PlayStation being still way more leaning towards people purchasing games and paying full price for them, there may be a there may be a market for more demos for PlayStation. And I feel like the days of demos have kind of come and gone. I don't feel like people play demos much anymore. Um, demos are like awkward to me now. I feel like demos are always like, hey, if you download this version of Call of Duty on this day, in three days, you can play for two hours if you get in a queue and if you sign up for something and then within 24 hours, you can't play that whole thing. I feel like that is so cumbersome that it doesn't actually make people want to play it as much. You only get the people that are already going to purchase the game playing it. You get what I'm saying? Like Call of Duty doing those early access beta things doesn't bring in new players. That is not a way of bringing people in and showing off the game and getting them addicted to the franchise. Like me, like I would have never bought a Call of Duty game if Warzone wasn't free. But because Warzone impressed me so much, I actually started buying Call of Duty games, which is like unheard of for me because I, for the longest time, hated them. In the same sense, I feel like PlayStation, with their whole business model of making people purchase games, I think there needs to be a more friendly, easy, accessible way of playing demos of games. I feel like if you said that for a full month, you could play like the first, you know, 20 minutes of control before it came out. That game is a good enough game that it would have increased sales exponentially. You know, the concern, though, with allowing people to play large chunks of a game before it comes out is that if it's a bad game, you may not be able to trick them into purchasing it. And I think that shows the conflict of interest of companies trying to make you buy it day one versus people that actually want to make a good game. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. I didn't I didn't mean for this to be such a big discussion, but it's just I think it's because the days gone guys said the thing about buying games when they come out supports the idea of a sequel. But to me, it's more about it's more about maybe people need a demo like a better demo and they need to be promoted better because I'm sure people that are listening to this are already thinking like, dude, there's demos of like tons of stuff. Just go search for demos of games. You can download tons of demos. And I know that's true, but I feel like it's not ever really promoted properly. I feel like most demos are promoted with pre-order this game today and play the demo tonight or something. And it's always like, there's always something attached. And if there's not something attached, there's like such a cumbersome way of even doing it that it's not even like worth it. That being said, that's all I really have to say. (laughs) That's all I really have to say about demos. But the point I was getting at was that we found out that there was a days gone Two pitch that was denied and their studio is already working on another game. So if there was, if there was, going to be a Days Gone 2, they would have to work on it after the current game that they're working on. Uh, meaning that the petitions that you may see going online right now for Days Gone 2, even if they did anything, even if they got to Sony and Sony was like, all right, I guess y'all got to make a Days Gone 2, they would still like have to finish the other game they're working on. First. <laughs> so if you do want a Days Gone 2, there's a petition out there. I think I've seen a couple actually. There's one that's up to like 20,000 I think signings. Um, but if you want to go sign it, you can. But what I'm saying is you may not see results for a while, even if it did anything. Um, that being said, I only have one other kind of big story. Um, it's that <laughs> this is kind of a long story. So when 
I'm actually, uh, are you familiar with this story? Because like I may be talking I like I don't even know what story you're talking about. Uh, okay, so this is the <laughs> this is the fact that remember we talked. I think it was it may have been last episode since it was a couple of weeks ago. We talked about Sony was going to close down the PlayStation Three and the PSP and the PS Vita servers. And everyone was freaking out because there would be no way for them to download games after a certain date. So they needed to get them all downloaded quickly. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to play them. And what's really funny is the PS Vita still has like developer support, which is so funny. So you could, you, they still have like developer support for the Vita, but the fact that they already have a date that they're not going to have the PlayStation Store accessible is mind boggling. Um, so people got into a conversation about this and they started worrying about classic games. And then that, that brought up a new issue. It made people start to realize, like, what about the PS4? And I think actually what actually like awoken this idea was the PS3 had a problem with uh, identifying ownership of games if one part on it failed. There's a thing called a CMOS battery. And I, I'm not, I don't know too much about it, but basically yeah. the battery uh, keeps the time of the yeah, system. Yeah, it's a battery Without that the battery. is... Uh, it's like a... It's like a, it looks like a watch battery, one of the big ones, you know, like a 2032, right. a CR2032. And it, uh, it, mm-hmm. yes. So it sits in your computer and that's what maintains your clock and everything else. Right. Now, the Xbox uh, Series X doesn't have this battery in it, but the PS3, PS4, and <laughs> now people are finding out the PS5 all contain this battery that keeps the date and time. And that's one of the main ways that the console allows you to play games that you have purchased. And so what went viral was on Twitter, somebody removed the battery from their PS4 and found out that they couldn't play any games on the PS4 because it could not, it could not, uh, what's the word, confirm or validate their purchases. And so you may be saying to yourself, Oh, well, that's just because he had digital games. But in reality, he couldn't play physical games either. And this brings up a whole nother conversation that I would like to talk about on another episode. But um, it's the whole irony of people buying physical copies of games because they're afraid one day they won't be able to access the games if they're removed from the digital stores. And in reality... Um, if that battery fails on the PS3, the PS4, or PS5, your physical games won't be able to be played either. And so you may be saying, if you own a computer, um, that can't you just replace that battery? Well, number one, it's not easily accessible. But even if you wanted to replace the battery on the PS3 through PS5, um, it would have to... (laughs) They released the information that it would have to contact the PlayStation Store to validate its activation, basically. So if your PS4's battery failed and you knew how to replace it, you would have to log into the PlayStation Store to basically reset the clock. And what this immediately brings up is if the PS3's one fails, there's no way to confirm its activation because the PlayStation Store is being removed and the servers are being shut down for the PlayStation 3. So this brings up a whole new can of worms of the PS3's days are extremely numbered, even for uh, retro gamers. If those batteries fail, they are just a brick. There's no way to use the console at all. Unless you... They did say that there's ways to hack around it, of course. But for the normal person with some electrical capabilities and able to (laughs) replace one of these batteries on a PS3, you wouldn't be able to do it without hacking. So um, that is the most annoying and worrisome thing about these consoles. And what's so crazy is it is an issue that is in the PlayStation 5 as of right now. Of course, 
you know, this it's not we're not anywhere soon to the date when the PS5 servers come down, but it is just proving that Sony doesn't understand how much life their systems have, how much people still play old systems, how much people still play the PS1 in 2021. And I guess all this attention to how much Sony disrespects the retro community finally got to Cerny at Sony because Sony Cerny from Sony, which is so hard to say, did release a statement where he said they were pushing back the dates of the servers getting shut down. And he did say that they had made a, a mistake and misjudgment of the, like, I guess, <laughs> how important this decision was. And um, that being said, he didn't say that they weren't going to shut down the servers. He just said that they were going to move them. And I don't know. That's that's just concerning because it's it's still going to be shut down. But hopefully, with enough of this conversation being brought up, maybe Sony will come out with a solution to this issue because it's a two-part issue. One is they're shutting down servers for consoles that kind of need the servers to just validate ownership of digital games. Like it doesn't seem like it takes that much maintenance. Um, The second part is the fact that there's a physical piece of hardware that once it fails, if there's no servers, there's no way to play your games, period. So um, that being said, it's it's two parts scary for things like the PS3. And I know there's lots of people that still play the PS3. It's still a very popular console. But that being said, that was my big story for the day. Um, It's just crazy. Sony is... Sony's not doing great, especially with the whole fact that people still can't buy their console. It's just being bought yep. up every day. Um, that being said, um, I'm looking forward to next Christmas when it will be a lot easier to get a PS5. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> and yeah, that's a big maybe too. Because I don't actually I may see not it be... getting easier, man. I see it, you know. The thing is, I, even if it is easier... I'm probably not the only person thinking that, meaning I'm going to be competing with all the other people that are like, oh, I'll oh, just yeah. get it next year. And that's the issue. That's the issue is right. a lot of people are waiting right now. And when it happens, you're going to have all these bots and shit that are buying everything back up again. It's just going to, you know, it's going to be really hard to get one. Yeah. And that's all I got for this week in news. Um, I'll hand it over to you. Right on, right on. Uh, well, the biggest story that I got, and uh, I'm just going to talk about it first, is the um, the news about Jeff Kaplan from Blizzard. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, um, he uh, resigned from uh, Blizzard. Uh, he is the lead designer on Overwatch uh, right now, uh, but he has a, a huge, um, huge career um, with Blizzard, and it's it's actually pretty funny and. Um, Put it all into perspective, uh, basically, it, it's not a bad thing. I've read the statement from uh, Kaplan, and I've also um, uh, read the uh, the uh, uh, statement from the guy who's taking over uh, for Jeff Cla- Kaplan, and that's Aaron Keller. He's an 18-year uh, veteran of Blizzard. He was also uh, directly under Jeff Kaplan. So this guy uh, mentored Aaron Keller, the guy who's taking over for the Overwatch team. Uh, he's also one of the founding members of Overwatch. So, you know, he's got just a year less than uh, Kaplan under his belt with Blizzard. However, you know, I, I think about it. Kaplan was mentoring Keller uh, and it just, you know, I, I would expect that he has full confidence in him to, you know, go ahead and take this over. Um, but however, uh, it's an interesting story with Jeff Kaplan. You know, he's been kind of the like the face of Overwatch and a lot of other Blizzard information, um, but especially number one Overwatch uh, coming out, and uh, he uh, started with Blizzard uh, back in 2002. And what's funny is he was a uh, he worked for his dad's recruiting company, um, and he had taken uh, creative writing uh, while he was in um, uh, uh, 
college, uh, New York University. And that's the funny thing is he tried to be a creative writer. He was, um, you know, trying to get stories published, etc. cetera. Um, got a lot of rejections and things like that. So he kind of went and, uh, you know, he was working with his dad. And in the meantime, he was playing video games again. And he was working on level editors uh, for different games, Duke Nukem 3D and Half-Life being a couple of them. Well, he got involved with the game EverQuest and um, he got into a uh, a guild called Legacy of Steel. And he ended up being very well known because he uh, was very good at the game. And also he uh, posted really uh, detailed commentaries and opinions on the guild's website. So he was talking about his, you know, making maps and he was talking to the guild leader. Well, the guild leader ended up being Rob Pardo and he was a lead designer at Blizzard uh, for Warcraft 3 at the time. So it ended up being that a lot of the people in his guild were working at Blizzard. So he went to um, L.A. to visit the company and basically it ended up being an informal impromptu interview. Uh, and he applied to the company in 2002 and was hired. And he started working on Warcraft 3, uh, Reign of Chaos, and um, then he joined the World of Warcraft development team because at the time, uh, the uh, during the interview of Blizzard, they had showed him a game, an MMO, that had not even been announced yet called World of Warcraft, <laughs> which is just really cool, you know, how this guy fell into this job. So, um, yeah, so basically what, what it was is he, he started with Warcraft three reign of chaos, uh, 2004, he was a designer and game director for world of Warcraft, uh, 2007 burning crusade, uh, 2008 wrath of the Lich King, all basically the great, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, two of the greatest expansions in world of Warcraft, burning crusade and wrath of the Lich King, uh, 2013, he worked on Titan. Uh, he was a designer on Titan. However, that game was canceled. Um, and then he was put on Overwatch in 2016. He was the, you know, as we know, the lead lead designer and uh, yeah, the game director for that game. Titan um, was remade into Overwatch, assets of it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Titan, yeah. a lot of what uh, Titan was doing, they used that, a lot of those, like mm -hmm. you said, the assets to... Um, uh, uh, develop overwatch. So, um, there, I have tried, been trying to dig in and find any kind of, uh, speculation or rumors about, uh, what he's going to be doing. And it's pretty hush hush. I mean, there's really not a lot going on. I would imagine yeah. that he may be trying to do his own thing. Uh, but then again, there you know, he may, he may retire and do something yeah. else. It's, it's really, uh, um, it's unknown at this point. Um, but as far as overwatch two is concerned, because I know there's a lot of, uh, speculation as to what's going to be happening with the game. Uh, people are concerned with it now. I'm really not because of the fact that Kaplan mentored this guy. So I'm not too worried about that. And it's probably 90% done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, one of the cool things though is, uh, the uh, speculation as far as the date that it's going to be released. And, you know, bottom line is do not expect anything in 2021. You're looking at probably late 2022 uh, at the earliest. I don't see it coming out in the summer or the spring or anything like that, but it's um, yeah. So the game is still in development. Um, they are still working on it. There's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be released in the current game. A uh, uh, little, um, probably Easter eggs and hints, probably some uh, some animated shorts that we're going to be seeing that we're also used to with seeing with Overwatch. So regardless of all of, of Kaplan leaving, which is a big blow to Blizzard as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the guy, you right. know, he is Overwatch. Um, but uh, even though that's happening, I have full confidence in um, uh, Keller. So I think that, um, yeah, because the guy, yeah. Kaplan wouldn't mentor this guy. He's not a stupid man. I mean, uh, if you listen to the story or read the story about how he got his job, I mean, you know, he he got that job. He went in and earned that thing. So, you know, to me, uh, it's it's a big deal, you know, with who's replacing yeah. him. So, yeah, I'm and excited about it, though. It should be a lot of good stuff happening. I think you know, I'm going to we'll, say some unpopular opinions on it, if you don't mind me interjecting. Yeah, go ahead. Um, 
I think Kaplan is amazing as a game designer and a game developer. I also think that it's undeniable that everyone is has romanticized Kaplan. I think that he is a very likable person. I think people love oh, very seeing much. him at BlizzCon. Yeah. Um, people love, even when people hate on Overwatch, they still don't blame Jeff. They blame the development team, but they don't blame Jeff. Yeah. And I don't think that he was a wrong choice to develop Overwatch because he was one of the 40 people that reworked Titan into Overwatch. Yes. Uh, when they were given like, I think it was something, the story is something like they were given three weeks to make a idea of what they could turn Titan into. Yeah. And uh, what is interesting is it seems like Overwatch 2 is going to be very similar to Titan. Because one of the things that they talked about didn't work in Titan was that there were so many abilities that it was like you couldn't control the combos that people could do. But now Overwatch 2 is talking about this story mode where you have tier trees of skills yes. and you have combos of abilities. So it's really funny that he started with Titan and has already kind of put his mark on making Overwatch 2 kind of more like Titan. So that is pretty cool uh, that it comes a little bit for full circle. But that being said, lots of complaints about the Overwatch League and Overwatch in general over the years is that it has never really worked as well as other games as a live service game. It has not had enough stuff. They've recently been able to put in like skin challenges and stuff, but for a full like year, there was nothing new in maybe two years. There was like nothing new in events but skins, and there was nothing to do between events. And there just wasn't enough stuff to keep people coming back. Also, it was not free to play, which a lot of people were wanting it to be free to play um, years ago. I feel like the leadership, I feel like Jeff Kaplan made a great game, but I feel like someone else may have been able to guide Overwatch after its launch, maybe better. And I'm not saying that Jeff did a bad job. I'm just saying that maybe everyone is so in love with Jeff that they could not see that maybe someone else could have steered Overwatch to not have such... It's just, it rubs their fans constantly in the wrong direction, despite fans loving the game, you know? It's well, I also think that there's... I think there's a lot of, of over overly critical, you know, uh, salt that gets thrown right. in. You're when most they, critical of when the they things come you up love with, the most. <laughs> when they come up with, uh, you know, what they're going to be doing for the game. You know, I mean, the game's been out for a very long time. And they have to, of course, develop a second part of the game. Make something that's a little bit different. However, has the same kind of aspects of it that you're used to. Kind of like what Call of Duty does. And right, they, they and need to be able to do that. So <laughs> the thing is, is you're only going to be putting in so much effort as far as uh, uh, new uh, new events or new skins or whatever it may right. be for the current game that you have, you know. To me, battle passes make more sense and making Overwatch free makes sense. At least the oh, PvP yeah. part. Um, and you know what? As we're talking about that, and we've talked about that a lot, I wonder if that's why he's retiring. Or not retiring, but I wonder if that's why he's walking. Maybe Activision said something like, Look, Call of Duty has a battle pass. Yeah. And it's competing well with Fortnite. And Overwatch is bringing in less revenue than like even um what's the what's the game called? The one that's from the Titanfall creators. I forget. But like if they're saying Apex. that Overwatch is this Apex, if they're like Overwatch is this big IP and it should be making more money than Apex is right now. And I don't feel like it's like that much of a bastardization of the game to add a battle pass. And maybe Jeff was just opposed to it. And maybe he was just like, that's fine. Y'all can do that. But I'm not going to be on this project anymore. Yeah, I don't, so I don't see him leaving an entire company, though, over a battle pass. You know, 
I mean, that could That's be something true. that they're putting into the works, and I could see it happening, especially if they make it a free-to-play game, which would be a really good idea because you're going to make more money off think of the, the microtrans than be. you are of everything else. But it's... I think the... Yeah. I think the base game should be free, and yes. it's the PvP part. And when you buy Overwatch 2, it comes with like access to all the new heroes. So say yes. it's 10, which would be crazy. It would say... You can either play Overwatch for free or you can buy Overwatch 2 for $60, which comes with 10 exclusive heroes, you know, 20 loot boxes, and this entire PvE story mode that will be constantly updated. That type of selling point will make people purchase it. And at the same time, the free PvP will make people play it. It just is a better business model. It just works yeah. better. Especially That's in probably 20, what they're going to do. I mean, 21. You never know. I mean, you hope. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's all I really wanted to say about it was I feel like I feel like we may have I feel like we may have all just been blinded by just how likable Jeff is. I mean, the most memorable I don't know, thing man. He ever I did mean, was the I see your point when but... he was in front of the fireplace for a full day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I see your point, but at the same time, there's been a lot of criticism. But I think the reason why they like this guy so much is because he takes the criticism well and he answers the questions. He doesn't just beat around the bush. He he actually answers questions. So I, I think that's right. the reason why he has been virtually unscathed in most of the uh, negativity about Blizzard and Overwatch is because... He, you know, he talks to the, the fans, you know, right. he gives you an answer. He doesn't sit there and beat around the bush and give you a bunch of bullshit. If he doesn't have an answer for you, he says flat out, look, we don't have a date. We don't have a time, but this is what we're working on. So I don't know. True. Maybe that's the reason why. Yeah. But I mean, there's been I, a lot that of I nasty criticism about Blizzard really and good. Overwatch. So I don't think he's been entirely, you know, out of it, but I think he's been mostly unscathed because of his approach. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't know. But uh, next piece of news that I want to talk about real quick is uh, um, Valheim. Um, it's sad and it's 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 a bad thing, but uh, there's no more hoes allowed in. Uh, well, your hoe got nerfed. <laughs> Boy, that'd be a great T-shirt. Your hoe got nerfed. Um, raising ground is an activity that you use in <laughs> Valheim in order to uh, level your ground up in certain areas in order to make, uh, um, you know, uh, forts and bases in specific things. Now, a lot of people have been using this to make Island bases and, uh, things like that. Um, one Redditor called the sun seas, uh, he is actually bummed out about that because of, or she, uh, is actually un, uh, pissed off about that because their island base is going to take a lot more time and stone to complete. And Captain Ajax says that the patch is stopping them from finishing their build altogether. However, uh, one of the things that I've seen in this, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, is that um, they're uh, uh, nerfing the amount of the uh, uh, costs. Now, we all know that hoeing costs a lot usually, but these hoeing costs have been significantly reduced. And uh, that's probably because the exploit has now been removed. Um, ability to hit the ground one time and raise it is uh, has been uh, put to a stop. Uh, you used to be able to um, go to the edge of where maybe it was cut off and it was a little bit lower. You hit it one time, boom, and it raised it up to about the same time space. And uh, you did save time and you did save stone. Now, there is a lot of debate over uh, whether or not that was an actual exploit. However, it doesn't look like they meant to have that in the game. Um, people were able to build like huge earth walls around their fort and islands and stuff like that in a matter of minutes. But um, you're not able to do that now. So uh, that exploit has been removed. That's what they are calling it, of course, is an exploit. Um, it's, like I said, still debatable as to whether or not it was. Um, but do not fret because remember, we've been talking about Valheim while I have for quite a while and the fact that they have modders out there that are changing everything. So I guarantee you, they're probably going to fix it with a mod, make it to where it is easier to do. And they may even improve on it. You never know. So don't worry. Your hoes are not gone for good. 
you still have your hoes in Valheim. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty. We talked about that a little bit um, uh, earlier. And um, we talked about the server problems. And that was, uh, uh, you know, because of the nuke event happening in Verdansk. Um, there was huge, huge uh, server times. Um, they were capped off uh, to uh, the um, the minimum cap of 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, people were getting that. And there's some people that were actually stuck at uh, 20 minutes um, with part of it. Now, one of the things is this is part one of the uh, Verdansk uh, event and uh, which is really confusing to me. Now, one person on Twitter put it really well and said, you know, you know, Activision, what are you doing? You know, why don't you just do it, what Fortnite does and release it in one event? You know, why are you doing it and all these different separate things, which is just going to make it hard for some people to witness and see the event and, you know, get in there. And, you know, it's just a lot of people are are, are pissed off. Well, Activision support, they they immediately put out, you know, a tweet earlier this afternoon that they are investigating the issue with the long wait times um, that they will be updating people. Um, they did come back later on a couple hours later and say that they did uh, the destruction of Verdansk part one has been extended uh, for another hour, but still people were unable to get into Warzone to witness it. So uh, you can go to YouTube. You can look at the GameSpot stream and see the whole event there. However, this has turned into a uh, meme palooza uh, of course everything does uh, lots of if you're a spongebob fan there's lots of spongebob memes about activision um and uh, it's pretty funny uh memes of burning uh burning buildings and they're calling it activision server rooms <laughs> uh it's really <laughs> it's really kind of cool uh one of my favorites though does is got the, this, does uh, got tweet the stone of, age one yeah, and then my favorite one is uh, uh, from a uh, a guy on Twitter. Uh, it's at uh, Rasmus for real, uh, but it's Activision HQ, <laughs> and it's SpongeBob and his buddy running around a room, uh, just screaming with their hands in the air, not knowing what to do. So, you know, yes, uh, we do make fun of it. And there, I've also seen what looks like a uh, solid oak computer case with a fan on it. <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, they're having a lot of problems with that. And um, it's uh, not a good thing. But another issue that popped up, believe it or not, is with the uh, Warzone Season 3. Um, there is a skin that is going to be coming out, which is a new uh, variant option for Wraith. The problem is it, it people are calling it the Rose Skin 2.0. Now, the Rose Skin was a dark uh, skin with uh, black buckles and straps, and everything was a, a dark hue uh, color scheme. Now, you were able to completely hide in shadows. Uh, people could virtually not see you at all. So um, a lot of people are were pissed off and still are pissed off about it. Now, um, they declared, you know, Raven Software is a developer, and they said that they were going to fix the rose skin. But this new skin that's coming out is basically the same thing. Um, it's got the same color scheme, but the only difference is from the right below the eyes up, you can see the head, but given the right circumstances, you're going to be able to completely, completely hide from view. Uh, it's a full black wetsuit with dark holsters and straps. Um, like I said, the only difference is the head um, between <laughs> the rose skin and this one. Uh, it's just what they're saying is that there are so many different locations and lighting situations, etc., in Verdansk that it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be, uh, uh, somebody, you know, there, it's not going to be a good thing as far as the court of public opinion and, uh, war zone is concerned. So yeah, man, there's a lot of people already saying it's the new Rose 2.0. I can already tell that Wraith is the new Rose, et cetera, et cetera. It's all over Twitter. Um, 
and it's the same comment over and over and over again from everybody. So, I mean, yeah, they got they got to fix their shit, man. I don't understand it. I hated you know? the uh, rose skin so much. I would never be able to see them. They'd be able to hide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just not it's not cool if you think about it. You know, it's just they need to fix that because you 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 run the risk of losing a lot of fans due to stupid simple shit like that. Just change the color color scheme a little bit. You can still be camouflaged, but I mean, come on, man. It true do some people in the military get so camouflaged that you absolutely do not see them? Yes. But this is like a ninja in a cod game. It just yeah, doesn't but work. Not in a, not in a competitive. No, <laughs> field. no, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't. So they, they just need to fix that shit and, and get it taken care of. So, uh, next to last thing I want to talk about is Xbox game pass, man. You and I have been talking about this. We are fanboys of the Xbox game pass. Um, and, uh, we've been talking about what a great deal it is now with a lot of the moves that Microsoft and Xbox have been making, um, they are doing the right thing. It seems almost all of the time. Now this service became available in, uh, 2017 and, um, it's gotten so big this year alone, 25% of their subscribers came from 2021 and we're only in April. That is the crazy part. Now, as of, as of April, uh, uh, the beginning of April, the first of the month game pass had over 22 million. Okay. So in the space of 20 days, these guys have gotten up to 23 million subscribers. So almost basically about a million subscribers in 20 days. Now, on top of all this, they were only 18 million subscribers as of January. And now we're at 23 million for Xbox Game Pass. Wow. It's just going to keep getting bigger. Um, basically, like we just said, 25% of their current subscribers joined in 2021. That is absolutely insane. Uh, now, Yes, they don't have a lot of exclusives, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. However, when Halo Infinite comes out, expect a huge, a huge, huge jump. And the fact that Microsoft and Xbox are working on the uh, keyboard and mouse compatibility and extending that from the Halo Master Chief collection onto all their other games it's just going to it's going to be a very big deal. I mean, uh, the Xbox players, Game Pass players, uh, they're going to have an actual uh, uh, be on the same level with PC players because of the fact that you're using a keyboard and mouse. Uh, now, some people aren't going to ever change. There are some people that actually play absolutely awesome with a, a controller. But just the fact that they're adding this stuff to their systems and they're they're growing in this way is it's I honestly see Xbox and Microsoft as a console company giving PC players a run for their money. And of course, Sony and, you know, PlayStation, they are going to, you know, jump on the bandwagon, too. You'd be a fool if you didn't. But um, yeah, so Xbox Game Pass, man, it is like the biggest growing uh, service that there is right now. Now, that's not saying that Sony has a bad service because we we know that they do. Um, the, there is a different, <laughs> there is, there is a different value to both of their service. Now oh, they're not on okay, the same level <laughs> as game pass right now. Um, right. But you mean, but we that know that is they mostly have a service. I thought you that is mostly we know due that to them they have being, a worse service. Yeah. But PlayStation, their, their major issue is that they are a streaming service. You know what I mean? Um, I think that that is a main issue with people. And like you were just saying, people like to download, people like to have physical copies. People like to do that. And it just makes you feel a little more secure that you have the game there, whether it's on a disc or whether it's on a hard drive at your house, you have it there. And, but the value of both services is, is, you know, it's, it is apples and oranges. Now, the only problem that I really see besides the streaming part with PlayStation is the fact that you have to have PlayStation plus and PlayStation now to get basically the same service as you get with Xbox with only one thing and kind of almost the same price. So, but 
you know, PlayStation, man, they need to look at this, this model that Xbox is doing, because I have not seen them make a bad move yet. Microsoft this year. I really haven't. I mean, we've questioned a few things, but it's all, you know, in the end of it has come out and said, okay, that makes perfect sense. You know what they're doing. So, you know, I applaud them. I think they're doing a really good job and, uh, yeah, they're growing super fast, but 25% of your subscribers in four months. That's crazy, dude. That is crazy. That's a, a 5 million jump in four months. That's just, wow. Just can't even imagine it. Uh, but the last thing that I want to talk about, and I think you're going to like this, uh, Nintendo, the Nintendo accordion. Have you heard about this? It's really cool. Um, no, it's really not something that's real, but somebody took <laughs> the ring con from the ring fit mm -hmm. adventure. And oh, this, this is, is cool. a YouTuber yeah. by the name of Ressa and the robotic orchestra. Um, they use uh, uh, different things uh, to function as uh, different technology to function as uh, a musical instrument. So what she did is she used programs called unity uh, W wise from audio kinetic and a ring con driver made from another GitHub user. And it turned the controller into an accordion. Um, now the joy con still slots into the ring con like it's supposed to. And, but it's used to switch the keys for the accordion sound. And then if you tilt it, it changes the key from major to minor. And you can see the video on YouTube from Ressa and the robotic orchestra. Um, it's a short video, but she says she is making a longer one, which will show how she came up with the idea, um, the research and all the work that went into it, etc. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really cool to see uh, what people do with the information that she's given us. So um, if you want to do this, uh, you can go to GitHub and uh, Ressa and the Robotic Orchestra has set up a step-by-step -step installation guide and all of the necessary files uh, with extensions are there for you to uh, start making music. I think it's really cool. I love what modders do and um, what uh, uh, developers, uh, you know, just people that are just run of the mill folks that have a, a passion for this stuff and the things that they do to, to convert these, um, you know, these different uh, uh, controllers into instruments and whatnot. So yeah, man, pretty cool little story, but Ressa and the robotic orchestra, go check it out on YouTube and she will uh, show you how to turn your, ring into an accordion <laughs> but that's all i got man. which that that closing statement was more suggestive than any of your other stories <laughs> uh, yeah i'm gonna turn your ring into an accordion uh <laughs> It's oh, not shit. even like it's not even just it's not just dirty. It's just it's just off putting. <laughs> it is, man. It's like you know, it's like yeah. Well, I don't want to be alone in the prison shower. Awkward. <laughs> okay. Well, that being said, um, I think it was a good show. We had good uh, stories this episode. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Still, we're approaching a hundred episodes, and that is crazy yeah and uh, i'm trying to think of what kind of like giveaway or promotion we can run on our 100th episode um but we're gonna a do a bottle of gamer boy bathwater. yeah for sure and it's not gonna be clear <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus yeah it's gonna be a full 32 ounce and uh we will post that on our twitter so sure to check. <laughs> be sure to be sure to check out our Twitter for uh, updates on any of our extravaganzas that we'll be doing. And once again, the bottle, the bottle will be clear though. Cause so you can shake up the water and kind of like right, a snow globe. the bottle will be clear, It'll but be we'll like be working a, a month. Yeah. We'll be working a month on the shower. So it will be showerless for a month. And then we will, I'm exfoliating um, that clog the drain. Yeah. And then we're going to do a full exfoliation. <laughs> and it, it's gonna it's gonna look like probably like oat milk it's probably gonna look like oat milk at the end of 
I might even throw in some manscaping, you know, give it a little texture. <laughs> oh, so if you haven't vomited in your own mouth by now, uh, <laughs> stay tuned because it will happen. Maybe I should put a warning at the beginning of this episode to like might want to like be near be near a trash can for the last four minutes of the episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks for bearing <laughs> through us. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week with more of the newest news in gaming. And remember, it's not the newest news in gaming unless it's new to us. <laughs> <laughs>